We're breaking news for to deliver you here live. WSQF Blink Radio, yours truly, Mac on the Rock. I'm going to have the pleasure, since we just finished listening to Pink Floyd's Brain Damage, I'm going to deliver and read Attorney General Barr's summary of the Mueller report. You'll be able to catch this on our archives on wsqfradio.com as it will be recorded. I'm reading it for the first time, honest to God. So excuse me if I mumble and stumble as I read this pathetic investigation of Donald Trump for Russian collusion that cost us $24 million and affected the, the power and grace and assertiveness that the President of the United States needed in his negotiations with China and North Korea as he took on all comers and made him a very acrimonious president when, in fact, he could have been a a much more complimentary president instead of becoming basically under attack and becoming an ogre. Hopefully, uh, this exonerates him. The Democrats continue to make fools of themselves about whether this is just the first stage and the first phase of this investigation which I find pretty pathetic how much do they love this country if they want to persist and persist and persist on doing something that will cost them on election day, Trump 2020, as his reelection is now guaranteed. It's dated March the 24th, 2019, with a letterhead of Attorney General, Washington, D.C. It's addressed to Honorable Lindsey Graham, Honorable Jared Nadler, Honorable Dianne Feinstein, Honorable Doug Collins the respective chairmans of judiciary committees in both houses of Congress. Dear Chairman Graham, Chairman Nadler, Ranking Member Feinstein, Ranking Member Collins, as a supplement to the notification provided on Friday, March 22, 2019, I am writing today to advise you of the principal conclusions reached by the special counsel, Robert Mueller III, and to inform you about the status of my initial review of the report he has prepared. On Friday, the special counsel submitted to me a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declinations decisions that he has reached as required by Federal Statutes 28, CFR 600.8, C. This report is entitled Report on the Investigation on Russian Interference in the 2016 Presidential Election. Although my review is ongoing, I believe that this is in the public's interest to describe the report and summarize the principal conclusions reached by the special counsel and the results of his investigation. The report explains that the special counsel and his staff thoroughly investigated allegations that members of the presidential campaign of Donald J. Trump and others associated with it conspired with the Russian government in its effort to interfere in the 2016 U.S. presidential election or sought to obstruct the related federal investigations. In the report, the special counsel noted in completing his investigation, he employed 19 lawyers 
who were assisted by a team of approximately 40 FBI agents, intelligence analysts, forensics accounting, accountants, and other professional staff. The special counsel issued more than 2,800 subpoenas, executed nearly 500 search warrants, obtained more than 230 orders for communication records, issued almost 50 orders authorizing the use of pen registers, made 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence, and interviewed approximately 500 witnesses. The special counsel obtained a number of indictments and convictions of individuals and entities in connection with this investigation, all of which have publicly been disclosed. During the course of his investigation, special counsel also (coughs) referred several matters to other offices for further action. The report does not recommend any further indictments, nor did the special counsel obtain any sealed indictments that have yet to be made public. Below, I summarize a principal conclusion set out in the special counsel's report, titled Russian Interference in the 2016 Election, subparagraph. The special counsel's report is divided divided in two parts. The first described the results of the special counsel's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. The report outlines the Russian effort to influence the election, document crimes committed by persons associated with the Russian government in connection with those efforts. The report further explains that a primary consideration for the special counsel's investigation was whether any Americans, including individuals associated with the Trump campaign, joined the Russian conspiracies to influence the election, which would have been a federal crime. The special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 presidential election. As the report states... The investigation did not establish, did not establish, did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. Special counsel's investigations determined that there were two Russian efforts to influence the 2016 election. The first involved attempts by a Russian organization, the Internet Research Agency, called IRA, to conduct disinformation and social media operations in the United States to to design a slow social discord, eventually with the aim of interfering with the election. As noted above, the special counsel did not find any of reason that a U.S. person or a Trump official or an associate conspired or knowingly coordinated with the IRA in its efforts. Although the special counsel brought criminal charges charges against a number of Russian nationals and entities in connection with these activities. The second element involved the Russian government's effort to conduct computer hacking operations designed to gather and disseminate information to influence the election. The special counsel found that the Russian government actors successfully hacked into computers and obtained emails from persons affiliated with the Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party organizations and publicly disseminated those materials through various intermediaries, including WikiLeaks. Based on these activities, the special counsel brought criminal criminal charges against a number of Russian military officers 
for conspiring to hack into computers in the United States for the purposes of influencing the election. But as noted above, the special counsel did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in these efforts, despite multiple offers from Russian-affiliated individuals to assist the Trump campaign. Obstruction of Justice, subparagraph. The report's second part addresses a number of actions by the president, most of which have been the subject of public reporting. That the special counsel investigated as potentially raising issues of obstruction of justice concerns. After making a thorough factual investigation into these matters, the special counsel considered whether to evaluate the conduct under department standards governing prosecution and declinations decisions, but ultimately determined not to make a uh, traditional prosecutorial judgment. The special counsel, therefore, did not draw a conclusion one way or another as to whether the examined contact constituted obstruction. Instead, for each of the relative relevant actions investigated, the report sets out evidence on both sides of the question and leaves unresolved what the special counsel views as difficult issues of law and fact concerning whether the president's action and intent could be viewed as obstruction. The special counsel states that while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. The special counsel's decision to describe the facts of his obstruction investigation without reaching any legal conclusions leaves it to the attorney general to determine whether the content described in this report constitutes a crime. Over the course of the investigation, the special counsel's office engaged in discussions with certain certain department officials regarding many of the legal and factual matters at issue in the special counsel's obstruction investigation. After reviewing the special counsel's final report on these issues, consulting with department officials, including the Office of Legal Counsel, and applying the principles of federal prosecutions that guide our charging decisions, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein and I have concluded that the evidence developed during the special counsel's investigation is not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. Our determination was made without regard to, and is not based on, the constitutional considerations that surround the indictment, criminal prosecuting of a sitting president. In making this determination, we noted that the special counsel recognized that the evidence does not establish that the president was involved in an underlying crime related to Russian election interference, and that, while not determinative, the absence of such evidence bears upon the president's intent with respect to obstruction. Generally speaking, to obtain and sustain an obstruction conviction, the government would need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a person acting with corrupt intent engaged in obstructive conduct with sufficient nexus to a pending or contemplating proceeding. In cataloging the president's actions, many of which took place in public view, the, the report identifies no actions that, in our judgment, constitute obstructive conduct had a nexus to pending or contemplating proceedings, and were done with corrupt intent, each of which, on the department's principles of federal prosecutions, guiding charging decision, would need to be proved beyond a reasonable doubt to establish an obstruction of justice defense. 
status of department's review. The relevant, the relevant regulations contemplate that the special counsel report will be a confidential report to the attorney general. See special counsel's regulation 64 37038 for further review, July the 9th, 1999. The federal regulations, I repeat, are 64 Federal Regulation 37038-3704-41, July the 9th, 1999. As I've previously stated, however, I am mindful of the public's interest in this matter. For that reason, my goal and intent is to release as much of the special counsel's report as I can, consistent with applicable laws, regulations, and department policies. Based on my discussions with the special counsel and my initial review, it's apparent that the report contains material that is or could be subject to federal rule of criminal procedure, 6E, which imposes restrictions on the use and disclosure of information related to matters occurring before a grand jury. Federal Regulation of Criminal Penalty 6E2B, Rule 6E, generally limits disclosure of certain grand jury information in a criminal investigation and prosecution. Disclosure of 6E material beyond the strict limits set forth in the rule is a crime in certain circumstances. See Federal Regulation 18 U.S. United States Code 401 Clause 2. Three, or parentheses, three. This restriction protects the integrity of grand jury proceedings and ensures that the unique and invaluable investigative powers of the grand jury are used strictly for the intended criminal function. Given these restrictions, the schedule for processing the report depends in part on how quickly the department can identify the 6E material by law and cannot be made public. I have requested the assistance of the special counsel in identifying all 6E information contained in the report as quickly as possible. Separately, I also must identify any information that could impact other ongoing matters, including those that the special counsels have referred to other offices. As soon as it is complete, I will be in a position to move forward expeditiously in determining what can be released in light of applicable law, regulations, depart- departmental policies. As I observed in my imi- initial notification, the special counsel regulations provide that the Attorney General may determine that the public release of notifications to your respective committees will be in the public's interest, as per 28. CFR 609C. I also have determined, and I will disclose this letter to the public after delivering it to you. Sincerely, William Barr, Attorney General of the United States. There you have it, folks. You can always uh, share the podcast so that the liberal media can't disseminate what the Attorney General has just read out loud to you on WSQF 94.5 at about 528 Sunday afternoon, a Sabbath day. Normally, I would not come on the air, but this moment uh, 
needed to be aired out. And I believe as a public community radio station, it is uh, appropriate at this time. So if you love your country, then you must love your president. You don't have to love him personally, but you have to love the office of the presidency of the United States. Me being a conservative, obviously I was appalled for eight years watching Barack Obama little by little whittle away about the, the fabric of the country. It used to be like impermeable denim. And now it's leaking. It's got patches in it. It's got holes. And quite frankly, all this Russian collusion happened on his watch. As far as all the other matters you've been hearing in the news, well, I believe that's where the prosecution should lead to. I also believe in the exoneration of Roger Stone, who I have a chance to meet once. And um, I know what it's like to, to do activity that gets the ball rolling or pushes an agenda or forces the hand of power. I know what it's right. I know what it's wrong. I know how hard it is to, to do it, especially by yourself. So free Roger Stone. As far as the lame, the lame brain, dippity-doo, liberal media, you know, back at you, my friends. You guys have made a real nothing burger, a real fools of yourselves. Yeah, and you sold so many, how many millions of commercial ad on this agenda? All of you are guilty of really, really hurting the country. I recall us not acting this way when things weren't going our way. I'm also not very proud of the 40 congressional nimwits on the Republican side who didn't run for re-election and allowing, you know, peculiar Pelosi to be in the speaker's chair again so that they can ruffle a bunch of feathers and continue this narrative. And a man who just didn't need this grief, doesn't complete his sentences, only spent money on his airplane fuel, beat my candidate, Cruz and Ted Cruz, who you all despise just simply for being intelligent. We got run over too in the primaries, but I supported my president after that. And you should too. And if you're liberal and you're politically bipolar, that's your problem. But fix it because nothing you really want in life can happen through government. So stay free, my friends. Big government absolutely, unequivocally sucks. And all those who are bought and sold in Washington, D.C., what we call the swamp, they're doing nothing but screwing us. Okay? The wage earner of the United States in complicity with Wall Street. What's the largest economy in the world? The United States. What's the third largest? The U.S. government. See ya. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.